0: The following episode of Middle School GSA contains graphic discussion of potentially upsetting topics, including sexual assault. Please listen at your own risk. Hello everybody and welcome to the Middle School GSA podcast, the show where we discuss a variety of issues. I'm your host, Emmy Bloom, she, her, joined by my co-host, Felonius Ferris. Hey them. How are, you, how are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm all right. I, I've been watching one piece.
0: Oh oh really is that so? I had no idea. You <laughs> I know love you, one piece you have yet so to make much. it apparent to me that you're watching and enjoying one piece. Is that why you wanted to talk I about love anime one piece Just so you could so much. just so you could lecture me about one piece. Have you been holding no. it in? Have you been saving it for this? No, okay. Thank I want to talk
1: about anime because I, I really like anime.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. If
1: you didn't already know
0: and I don't like anime, so this will be a pretty interesting conversation. But first, we have a little bit of uh, user engagement, or fan engagement, to get out of the way. Uh, first of all, uh, brand new news, we have a voicemail line, officially. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at this, and no matter how many slurs you say, we will still play it on the show. So, uh, anybody, anybody can get on this show, you can guest for 30 seconds by calling 70. 0 uh, It'll be in the description of all ep- episodes from now on, and uh, I encourage everybody, who is enjoying the show, to leave a voicemail. Tell us what you think. Yeah! Now, that being said, we didn't announce the voicemail line on the previous episode, but I did uh, among my own community, and we have two voicemails to play. Uh-huh! So, For um, real? Yeah.
1: That's crazy!
0: Now, um, this first voicemail here is from somebody who... I've never heard of this person. The name is Squeeze Out the Last. I've never. I've. I've never... I don't know what that means, but uh, we're gonna... We're gonna play their voicemail and see what they have to say.
2: Hey, this is Sir Squeebo the Laugh. I've just got one question for you. Joe so many liberals does it take to screw in a light bulb? Okay. Seriously though. Um, love the podcast. Um and I do have a question for Felonius Ferris. My question is So okay, well, you told me that you've started watching One Piece. You, yes. When when we last talked, you just started Fishman Island. And that got me thinking. What is your favorite arc, favorite character, as well as least favorite arc and least favorite character? Also, what are your thoughts on Bonclay? Also, like yeah, just Bonclay. I love Bonclay. Um, anyways, keep up the good work. Um, yeah. Anyways, get back to me at uh you can send me a postcard at three oh eight and like grow royal, royal no, very funny, very um, wacky and original. Mexico, so yeah.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: so uh squeeze out the last wants to know your favorite and least favorite arcs and characters from One Piece.
1: I'm only I'm almost 600 episodes in. I'm at uh Punk Hazard right now. But so far my favorite arc has to be um Water 7 and Impel Down, which is kind of they're they're technically separate arcs, but they're I don't know. I I almost consider them one arc. Um just it's it's so good there's so many moments that are just so so easy to connect with and um yeah it's 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 difficult to describe why without absolutely spoiling the hell out of everything um and my favorite character has to be i, I bet Demi Gloom already knows this but it's uh shanks why would, why would i, I, know, I know that you think i remember the name I, of anybody I, from this show i because i kind of constantly gush about my favorite characters in our group chat
0: do you think i read the group chat i know you know i do, a I, do. Bit. I do i read a lot of the group chat i'm not even gonna <laughs> lie i check it every day they want to know your opinions on what what else was it
1: i think they said bonsai's like bonsai's like the plant or the way of cultivating plants that and is not what they said i think really I think it is. Or something that sounds similar.
0: They said Bonclay.
1: I fucking love Bonclay. Oh my gosh, what a great how character. Could you, how could he you is... not
0: know that they were talking about Bonclay when you thought bonsai?
1: I don't I don't know. But um see, this is actually kind of an interesting question because he is a really mean spirited caricature of a queer man, but is represented so Favorably, It's represented as just this great stand-up guy who just saves everyone's asses multiple times, and it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's the kind of, like, there's people, people cry over this character and what this character does, even though the rest of the time he's mostly just, like, weird comedic relief. It's I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm conflicted about, but I love bon Clay.
0: Okay. Our next voicemail comes in from uh In Insanity. I don't know I don't know who this person is. I haven't heard this. Let's just uh see what they have to say.
2: Hey Demi Gloom it's me uh insanity. I did the cover art for your podcast. Uh I was wondering when are you gonna pay me? No, like like seriously, when are you gonna pay me? It's it's been like <laughs> two, two four Three four months. Look, I, you didn't. I get. You could have just said so. I'm sorry. Just call me back. Please pay me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is. I certain <laughs> this podcast cover certainly wasn't made by somebody named Insanity. Uh, everybody here at Demi Gloom Incorporated is paid livable wages, and uh, we're listen. We're we're fine. Okay. I I'm not not paying my employees. I'm an ethical business owner. And uh, want nothing nothing less than the best for everybody who works for me. Um, with that out of the way, we do have some comments to read from the last video. Uh, Zane says, Let's go, new MSGSA episode. True, that it is a new MSGSA episode. The joyous days. Okay. Uh, David Fern says, The founding father's been real quiet since this one dropped. It's true. I've, honestly, I haven't seen them say anything. I haven't heard any public statement from the founding fathers regarding the constitution so ever it. since that episode came out. So, I think we debunked them. I think that I don't think they have anything to say. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We just dropped that microphone and they they never picked it up. Uh mm-hmm. they time stamped what I believe is us talking about uh Walmart, uh, me talking about occupying a Walmart. <laughs> And uh, they said, wet dream scenario for real. Uh, also, the state's rights shit is used as a dog whistle a lot of the time. Like, would people pretend the Civil War <laughs> was about, uh, about that instead of slavery? Or during the Civil Rights Movement where people were like, I'm against the Civil Rights Act, not because I support segregation, but because the federal government shouldn't have that power? Like, fuck off, bruh. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you have mm-hmm. to say. Um, state's rights is often used as a dog whistle, you know, or just as an excuse to advocate for the oppression of others, and when I said I, I shouldn't have even said state rights, honestly, because saying that just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But um, I do genuinely think that leaving certain issues up to the state is a good idea. Obviously, not regarding like human rights, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any any opinion?
1: Um, no, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, See, the thing is, it's it's literally the phrase that libertarians use i think we were talking about libertarians and how their whole deal is like states rights and more power to state governments and less to the federal government um
0: yeah i mean libertarians have been stealing like really basic like lingo and like basically claiming it as their own and just souring just souring the connotations of so many words the word libertarian in and of itself they've took they've taken from us so Fuck the Libertarian Party. Fuck you, Gary Johnson. Fuck you, John McAfee. I know you. Did, I know you killed yourself. You're you're not important enough to be killed. <laughs> um. Uh. This this person re Reel, Their name is spelled R I E L Y. I don't know what the hell that's about. Uh. Really and friends says, of course they would swear a senator in on a Superman comic. He stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Um. It's true.
1: So true.
0: Yeah. But he
1: is, he is an illegal alien.
0: That, that is true. He immigrated
1: into the United States illegally.
0: Yeah, does he have a green card?
1: Yeah, show us the papers, Superman.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I never thought about that. That's crazy, actually.
1: Show us your birth certificate.
0: (laughs) I don't think they, I don't think he has a birth certificate. (laughs) See? Yeah. Well, uh that's that's the end of the show I'm, i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode <laughs> of middle school of gsa um yeah with all, all that fan interaction out of the way all the performative obligations we have uh set aside what are, what else what else do we have to talk about i know um sushi and autism are two things that we need to talk about really quickly
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so let, let's start with sushi
0: okay uh what about sushi what's so interesting about sushi that we have to talk about it
1: um so despite the autism i am a big fan of sushi and i heard that demi gloom had never tried sushi before so i took her to lunch um at a sushi place and i went in anticipating that she was not going to like it you'd lied at first
0: you were like oh i think you're i think you're probably gonna like some of this and then like no, like, day, like days before we actually went. You were like, I could probably no, find something you're going to like.
1: I don't, think I, I don't think I actually said you,
0: that. You heavily think, implied that you like believed that there was some desirable sushi experience waiting for me. And that you were going to fucking give me the keys to the kingdom.
1: I, see, it, it's, it's, you just said, oh, I don't like fish. And I was like, I said the true statement that sushi is kind of different Hello? from like baked cooked fish because the whole process of making sushi meat is completely different and yields, whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa. Higher, you have a better quality product. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I you just you just came back in. you like you were like silent for the past like minute. What? You were like silent <laughs> for the past minute.
1: Well uh fuck you Discord. Um it definitely is recording on Audacity.
0: Okay, whatever. Cool. Well, I guess I'll know what you just said there in a couple hours. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so tell uh, do I have to tell the the shameful story of me eating sushi?
1: I can I can tell it.
0: Yeah, do it. Do it for me. Um, I'll I'll play the fucking video on the screen since we don't have Patreon anymore. Fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, so I I made sure that she ordered stuff that wasn't sushi, and then I ordered sushi for myself, and then gave her one piece of sushi. It was uh, a spicy tuna roll, which, looking back, see, I-, I gave you the options, and one of them was tuna with spicy mayo, and you picked that one out, but I should have gotten you to pick a different one, because the mayo really enhances the slime factor, which Yeah, is but I probably, love mayonnaise. Like, but, but paired with fish, it just gets really slimy.
0: Listen, it doesn't matter. I'm a fucking Caucasian with a basic, like, un-, un uh, duh, 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 duh. uninteresting, lame, unsophisticated palate. Fucking mayonnaise will make anything better. And if mayonnaise doesn't make something better, then it means that there's something wrong with it. <sighs>
1: um, uh, I, I just- That's why I, I fucking think... hate
0: cereal. Jesus Christ, man. I-
1: th- <laughs> You hate cereal? Okay, wait. We have to get back. So, I got you to try this one <laughs> spicy tuna. And uh she could not even get it down, folks. She um she almost immediately spit it back out onto her plate.
0: I ch- I chewed it up and like as I tried you to it swallow a it. Bit. I chewed it not as much completely. as I could. But not, like I I chewed it, but like it didn't like it was like it was like so like like tough. Like they did, it did. It was like impenetrable, like the the actual the actual fish itself.
1: No way, you must what? I it
0: I didn't bite through it. I bit it, it and it just yeah. I'm you know I'm not good enough. Skill issue. Um, Yeah, yeah. But it was it was. I tried to swallow it. I I tried to swallow like part of it, and as soon as like you know I tried, as soon as I tried to swallow it, as soon as it like got close, even close to my throat, that shit just instantly. Fucking projectiled its way out of my mouth immediately. My body instantly <laughs> rejected it. Like it was completely, it was an involuntary response. I wanted to swallow that. You think, you think, you think I wanted to spit that shit out and look like a dumbass? No. But, um, yeah, it's over. I hate sushi. It's disgusting. And I'm never going to try it again.
1: I love sushi.
0: Lame. Oh my. Also, I don't hate cereal. I was just making a joke about mayonnaise. Cereal's the bomb. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, that's, like, a really... Like, I've never heard of someone with an aversion to cereal.
0: My fucking... My friend... My bestie, Cat World, who I'll probably talk about on this episode, she fucking eats cereal without milk exclusively. And...
1: You know, that's kind of valid, because milk... It's kind of gross, to be honest.
0: Milk is fucking I do, delicious.
1: I drink... I I put milk on my cereal, but it it tastes funny... It, like, leaves you this weird aftertaste where it's, like, sour and you need to brush your teeth afterwards, otherwise your mouth feels all gross. What? And, um, and, uh... What kind of milk? I, I, are you having? Yeah, are you I eating, can't... like,
0: are you drinking, like, whole milk? Like,
1: 100%? 2%.
0: 2%? You have this problem with 2%? Yeah. Maybe you should switch to 1%. Are you telling I don't me know.
1: your mouth doesn't get all sour after, after no, you drink milk? Not at all. Do you only drink chocolate milk or something?
0: <laughs> do you think I'm not that autistic, okay? Jesus Christ. I drink <laughs> I drink two percent and I drink one percent. I pref- I think I prefer one percent. I kinda go back and forth, but I that's what I drink. I drink it frequently.
1: Um no, you only I drink chocolate I But do you think
0: really, I'm that shameless? Do you really think I'm that pathetic? I only honestly, drink chocolate it milk. It would
1: be kind of typical. Okay. It would be kind of typical.
0: If I if I only drank chocolate milk, I would like preface this conversation with that i would i wouldn't talk about i wouldn't think i have a stake in the milk drinking conversation and be like what are you talking about i only drink chocolate milk am i am i that pathetic
1: if you really liked chocolate milk though if you like drank a lot of chocolate milk drank drank a lot of i mean
0: i have drank a lot of chocolate milk i don't i don't frequently get my hands on it but like i do really like it
1: chalky milk is a it's a trans woman thing okay
0: i prefer strawberry milk honestly
1: that and is also typical
0: to, to honestly to both of them i would maybe this is maybe this is the most autistic trans thing ever but i mix i put the strawberry and the chocolate syrup i make chocolate strawberry milk and that shit is the fucking yeah. bomb it's beautiful yeah if you feel like spending fucking 90 because that shit is expensive but yeah uh, i
1: he- see i can't even tell like i need someone else to sniff the the milk for me to make sure that it's not spoiled because i can't tell it all just smells funky to me
0: there's just something wrong with your senses i don't know what to say are you human
1: i no comment comment down below if if when you drink milk it makes your mouth taste weird and sour afterwards and you and if all milk just smells a little a little off
0: yeah again like you're just describing like spoiled milk right now
1: it just That's just what it all tastes like.
0: Do you just, do you just, do you get like all your like milk from the dumpster? Do you get it like days before it expires? Do you get the fucking expiration sale milk? I don't understand the problem.
1: (sighs) I have, I have accidentally drank spoiled milk before and it is a different experience, I will say. Completely different.
0: Well, Um, well, let me guess. You prefer spoiled milk? (laughs) Because that would, that would be more consistent.
1: No, um, that's that's true texture hell. That is just the worst, the worst kind of slimy.
0: I remember one time at my my father's house was a fucking dump for the longest time period, and uh, my little sister like left out a glass of milk for like almost like a week and a half, and <laughs> I accidentally took a drink out of it because I thought it was my milk, oh, no. and I tried. I, I didn't <gasps> even get anything in my mouth, right? Because I just saw oh a glass of milk, right, and. I don't know if you guys have seen that SpongeBob episode where Patrick like has a glass of milk and he like pours it out and it's just like looks like a fucking marshmallow. Like that's what it actually looked like. It was just straight up like a big ass marshmallow in a glass with like a little bit of like liquid surrounding it. And that shit like almost like touched my nose and I got a whiff of it and it was like oh my god, that was the most nasty shit in my entire life.
1: Pretty gross.
0: Yeah. But I still love milk. Milk is delicious. Drink milk.
1: I'm a juice person. I'm a juice enjoyer.
0: I like juice too.
1: I'm also a water person. I drink so much water.
0: Um, I try I, I mean I try to drink as much water as possible, but I often go like entire days without drinking more than like one glass of liquid, and that's not good. I just like that's I just really don't good. I don't have like the compulsion to like consume as much as other people do, so I oftentimes just neglect those needs. But um generally speaking though, like I do enjoy drinking a fuck ton of water throughout the day it's a it's a good experience and honestly like if you go like a couple days like just drinking nothing but water like it pretty much eliminates like the need or desire to have anything else to drink like i used to drink soda like every single day until uh i i decided one day i was just gonna stop drinking soda and i went like two weeks without drinking soda and only drinking water and now water is pretty much the only thing that i ever need to drink
1: it's so good
0: do you ever get, I love it. Do you ever get like the, just the, uh, the impulse, the need to drink milk when you eat like cookies or brownies or anything?
1: Absolutely not.
0: No? Cause see, to me, only with cereal. To me, when I, when I eat a cookie or a brownie or something like along those lines, chocolate cake or any cake, I guess, like my, my throat is just like, it just needs milk. Like my body requires milk and I can't think about anything besides milk to the point where I will not eat cookies, brownies or anything unless I have a fat fucking glass of milk to drink with it. If we're out of milk, I'm not eating a slice of cake, period.
1: I, I don't ever get a compulsion to drink milk.
0: Well, except for with cereal?
1: Except for with cereal. I mean,
0: is that even drinking? When you're, when you're done with your cereal, do you drink the milk or do you just pour it out?
1: Uh, yes, I do drink the milk.
0: Okay, well then shut the hell up. You're a hypocrite.
1: I don't want to waste it.
0: So it's it's purely utilitarian. It has nothing to do with a compulsion. Yes.
1: yes. You don't. You don't. In fact, a lot of the time, I need to force myself to drink it.
0: Ugh! You fucking milk haters. Stay losing. <laughs> milk is the shit. Milk is the bomb.
1: I know. My bones are weak. So weak.
0: What are we? What are we discussing uh, on this episode? Autism. Uh still oh yeah. Have to we get we to get we, to autism. we do have to talk about autism. That's right. Uh, tell everybody the good news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do this.
0: You don't. You don't want to. Uh,
1: no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's every uh every queer afab's greatest dream. I was diagnosed with autism. Uh, it's such a huge flex. I can like if I see like. A bunch of goths walking down the street i can shout out my car window i just got diagnosed with autism and they'd all be so jealous of me yeah yeah
0: yeah so so has anything changed do you feel do you feel um do you feel more clarity do you feel less like confused regarding any of your behavior or or do you feel like you've kind of just known this the whole time and it's just on paper now
1: um I do. I, I kind of had an odd moment of clarity where I, I was. I was relieved and happy, but there was this kind of underlying sense of. I guess it kind of validated, um, validated all the distaste that my peers have had for me for my entire life. Where it was like, oh, so everyone really does just think I'm weird and hate me for no reason <laughs> it validated that which was a little depressing for a second and then i went back to being happy
0: yeah wow i'm really i'm really happy for you you know um being autistic is probably really awesome and i'm never gonna know how it feels
1: <laughs> oh yeah for sure you will never know how no, it no never
0: i never? i i swear to god i am not autistic and i don't i don't believe i am
1: Comment down below if you think Demi Gloom is autistic.
0: Somebody did comment on episode one, actually. Like, after we recorded episode two. I should probably read that regarding my autism. I believe. Oh, yeah, okay. So David Fern says, I rarely comment on anything, but as one of the, like, four people this appeals to. Go fuck yourself. This appeals to way more than four people. Um, I figured I might as well. I find Demi's deranged backstory and edginess down to earth and likable. I don't. I don't like I don't like what David Fern is saying about me. I don't like these implications. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never been severely depressed and suicidal, but I can relate to saying random fucked up things you don't believe and have retained some edginess from my pre-gay leftist days. Granted, my opinion may sour if and when she elaborates on her pro-child murder stances. Also, I'm autistic and definitely, definitely... Demi definitely sounds like she's on the spectrum. Um, I don't think... I don't think I'm autistic, genuinely speaking. I make jokes about it because people have constantly, like, labeled a lot of my characteristics as autist- uh, autistic, but I am saying it right now. I do not have any reason to believe that I have autism, and I think uh, Felonius Is just... They, they really just feel, like, alone in this world, and they're just they just <laughs> want more people to relate to them than, you know, reality would speak to. But... I digress. I
1: see one of the one of the things see, there's there's typical autism symptoms and then there's atypical and both are equally autistic. It's just one is more researched and observed and you do this thing, like the first time I'm I like really had like a real conversation with you in real life. Um When was this? It was just uh, maybe oh jeez.
0: I'm talking about last Beginning last, of last school, school, year, school year when we had when yeah. we ate, ate lunch together. Yeah. And you said something bad about Republicans and I was like, yeah, Republicans are bad. I agree.
1: <laughs> um, but it was just it was just haunting because uh for those of you who don't know Demi in real life or haven't seen a great picture of her, she has bright blue eyes, like really extremely bright and she does this thing where she'll just stare into your soul with these, like, wide, bright blue eyes. She, I told her, she has haunted doll eyes. Um,
0: I, will, I will either avoid eye contact like the plague or just stare at you like, I, like the yeah. fluoride stare.
1: Yeah, and it's, it, it, is, it is so freaky. And you'll just, like, have this unblinking stare. Um, and that was very autistic of you, just gotta, just gotta say.
0: Listen, okay, I was neurodivergent and a minor. That doesn't mean I was autistic. <laughs> it just meant that I really liked Minecraft. Um what did I what what are we what are we talking about today? I'm I'm done with this conversation.
1: Okay. Um Well I guess it is anime. the same I guess
0: it is the same topic, if we're gonna be real, but
1: Yeah. <laughs> anime. I just wanna talk about anime because it it's consumed my life for like the past six years.
0: Very much like autism.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I like pretty much 25% of my waking thoughts are about anime.
0: <laughs> I I used to be like that and you I don't think you believe me when I say I was once a real anime fan, but I was. I was you know deep down inside I I truly believed in the power of anime. I watched anime constantly all day every day. I many sleepless nights. Uh I think I my record I stayed up uh Maybe 30 hours watching like one anime. It was, it was wild. I was a huge anime fan from 8th grade to I want to say around 10th grade when I was a sophomore. I think when I was a junior in high school, I kind of stopped watching anime and got more into American cartoons because I'm a fucking man child. But I, I, was, I was huge into anime probably just as much as you are currently.
1: See, we're different. we we were different. You were a slice of life fan.
0: No, not even, not, not really, not really. I watched like Aren't a couple. You? I watched like a couple slice of life shows. Like I, I couldn't even name like three that I watched. Uh, I watched Comic Girls with my bestie back in middle school. Um,
1: that sounds like some fucking. That sounds like that sounds like some four chan shit. That sounds like.
0: Does it? It was actually That sounds like. It was just a really wholesome show about these uh these college girls. Or it was like this this girl, she like moved out of her parents' house for the first time into a dorm with a couple other girls and they they make manga. And that's Literally the whole that's the whole point of the show.
1: All all moe, all all stuff with a mostly female cast and a female main character that is all 4chan shit. All of the fans are insane.
0: Yeah, because because everybody on 4chan has repressed gender dysphoria. Yes. Very few yes. make it out alive like I did.
1: <laughs> I This is actually such a huge thing. <laughs> so funny. What Oh my what? god. What was that?
2: <coughs>
1: <laughs> Are you okay?
0: Why did why, why did you say you were getting water? Why did you inspire me to get water? <laughs> Holy shit. I just he choked on water. Honked. Oh my god. Jesus Christ! Also, there's there's a cough. There's a really dramatic cough in the previous episode that I forgot to cut out, which is really funny. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know that I'm perfectly aware of that and I am indeed ashamed. But um, yeah, back to fucking four chan incels in anime.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's such a thing, and it's it's ironic because they're the ones who hate trans trans women in particular the most and i think at the end of the day that comes down to two factors which is one that they're so miserable that they love finding people that they believe to be more vulnerable, more miserable and they love just punching down on them and i think that they're they're also angry when they see trans women out being happy and living their best lives and they go, why can't that be me? But their, their shame and their, I don't know, biases prevent them from living that best life.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's true. I'm not going to sit here and defend anybody on 4chan. It's a really di- like disgusting website. It's I, like, I feel it's bad like, for them. I, I don't really feel that bad for them anymore. Like, I don't know how familiar people are with me, but like that was like my whole thing is like I used to like go on 4chan and be like, guys, you know, we can, we could change, you know, everybody. I know, you you know, I relate to you guys. I'm just a little bit different. And, you know, with with a little bit of with a little bit of uh, help and addressing some of your issues, you could be different, too. And we could all live happily ever after. And, you know, it's just years and years of getting like bullied out of those communities was just enough for me to be like, yeah, fuck them.
2: Yeah. Like at this I at this point, you. like
0: I don't really give a shit. I mean, I can I can see that there are, there is human suffering going on, and as a utilitarian, I'm against that in any context. But it's just, I don't know. I I don't feel like I owe them anything personally. Like, I, really... I I gave them I gave them more than they could have ever asked for. Like just as a community member, I've done every I've I've interacted with them so positively. I've actively tarnished my own reputation by associating with vile people because I wanted them to be you know what I mean I wanted them to change and they they just don't and once you once you sink that low, like there's just no pulling you out and if you are a salvageable human being who's found yourself at that low, then chances are you're gonna find yourself out through just like facts and logic like I did rather than some motherfucker on the internet telling you that you're wrong,
1: yeah, yeah I think I think that. A lot, a lot of them have become completely comfortable in misery and giving up, and the fact that they've kind of resigned themselves to being constantly suicidal and lacking a social life um I think that that's that's become comfortable it means there's there's comfort in giving up it's no one hundred percent i mean recovery recovery is a lot of work and it's a long it's a long road and by giving up and just surrendering to it and just becoming the worst human being possible um it's it's like having a good rest and i i i i'm probably only capable of sympathizing with them because i have had pretty minimal contact over the years with them i do recently um something that i've been doing is I've been going into like s- like anime spaces that are populated by those psychotic moe fans um and just trolling the hell out of them not not in in a way that I still believe isn't like super mean-spirited like I'll see people exhibiting clear signs or memeing about having obvious symptoms of gender dysphoria and i'll be like take take the estrogen pill take it
0: now no 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 no. don't even don't even be funny just say you are trans and then don't respond when they respond (laughs) that's all you have to do people saying you are trans is like it's like the most offensive thing you could possibly say to them but but it's also like hits them like a brick
1: less threatening (laughs)
0: less threatening than you are trans
1: yeah Yeah, it's, it's like a I think it's more thing. threatening to
0: tell somebody you take the estrogen pills than to just say you are trans. You know, you're not it's, telling it's... them to do anything. You're just telling them that, you know, like you are exhibiting this behavior regardless of what you do moving forward. This is a word that describes you and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: I see. It's a little it's a little quirky. It's a little it's a little cheeky. It's a little sassy. And I like to think that once in a blue moon it makes one of them chuckle. And it doesn't see it's 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 funny because uh, it's I usually don't I it's situations where I know that people are seeing it, but no one responds or reacts to it or interacts at all. And it's just it's a situation where I think that they know that I'm right, but just don't want to acknowledge it at all to the point where they don't even want to acknowledge that I said that to them.
0: I don't think they I don't think they have any like grasp on reality at this point. I think that I think that they these people like on 4chan like acknowledge that they have lost their grip on reality and that they're just living in their own like reality which is just built around what's convenient for them. Like they literally just believe in convenience and nothing more.
1: Maybe I'm not and, actually going on 4chan. I'm going to different places.
0: But... Yeah, don't go don't go on 4chan. It's I mean, I guess uh, i'm not even i'm not even horrified of people going on 4chan anymore because it's just people like thirsting for femboys when i say when i say 4chan <laughs> i really mean like these adjacent communities like mm-hmm. like incel spaces or like fucking alt-right forums or gripers and sh- like bright gri- gri- griper spaces and shit um i don't i, I guess i want to make it clear that i do have sympathy for these people and i do like hope that they can change but i also don't feel like any obligation to really like have positive engagement with them, or I don't feel like I owe them any charity anymore because I've done everything that I possibly could to try to work with these people in in a productive manner, and I've accomplished such so little in so much amount of time, so much time it's just it's just not fun to me to me yeah. it's like you know like they say like these men feel invisible and whatnot, and it's like yeah, I mean you you say. You could say that but also they don't want they don't want to be acknowledged. They they've accepted that they feel it invisible. They have this gut feeling that they're just going to run with for the rest of their lives. And when somebody notices them they just deny 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 because they're going to keep telling themselves that they're invisible and that nobody is going to reach out to them in good faith. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're like a 4chan incel or a fucking groiper or some shit like uh, I don't deny your humanity, but you have serious psychological problems that need to be addressed before you I know, can go on.
1: To tie, to tie this back into anime, uh, that uh, uh, manga that I'm a big fan of, it's actually a pile of the books that are sitting next to me right now, is uh, Goodnight Pun Pun, which is oh, yeah. very much a story like that um, of just a kid who is raised in an awful toxic environment and just spirals completely and ends up in a situation where he really is choosing to be unhappy um and it's it's really it's a really gut-wrenching heartbreaking uh manga but it's it's a great one it's one of those things that all the manga nerds be like read goodnight pun pun and fucking vagabond and shit um but yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I, I like you know, I tried to read that one time, and then everybody told me to stop because they thought I would actually kill myself if once I <laughs> got to the actual dark things. So
1: yeah, I was just. I mean, like, yeah, it's you know really, what? it's really depressing. It's a really yeah. depressing manga.
0: I don't, I don't know. I've, I've consumed a lot of depressing content, but I, I'm, I'm willing yeah. to accept. I'm willing to accept that I probably haven't found the most depressing shit, and that this is probably. I'm not saying like. It's unworthy of my like levels of sadness, but like I, am telling you, like I've a lot of fucked up shit I've witnessed. Like a lot of a lot of really fucked up media has like basically see, t- tortured me. See, I'm not a stranger. The to thing
1: that. with the thing with pun pun is it's not it's not like your typical anime trauma porn. Like it's not. See, I say this as a big fan of the Tokyo Ghoul manga, not the anime. Um
0: Tokyo Ghoul is really good. I just I haven't finished I haven't finished it or anything, but I I really like thoroughly enjoyed what I've read of it.
1: Yeah. It's it's a great manga, but uh it is it is it is trauma porn. It is this like what if we put this character through the most traumatic thing imaginable in this fantasy setting. Um and that's that's it a lot of the time like there we just have these terribly traumatized characters. But pun pun um, is, it's bleak in a very real way. Like, it's the kind of thing where you know all of these characters in real life. You've met people like this who are going through similar things and who have resigned themselves to being miserable. Um, and it is just, it's, it's so visceral and so real um, which makes it- it makes it more disturbing and more depressing than a lot of other media that's kind of lumped in, um, that kind of trauma porn stuff. Of course, if- you could just say, well, I used to go on live leak for fun and watch Chinese steel factory workers get fucking exploded and be like, that's the most traumatic thing, but- <laughs> No, that's that yeah. that does
0: nothing to me. I've watched I've watched a lot. of... I probably shouldn't admit this, but I've watched a lot of like actual gore, um, throughout my childhood, and it act- I, like I everybody told me that it was like the like the most like depraved like fucked up thing you will ever lay your eyes upon, and to me it was just like no, I, I don't I don't get it. Chain yeah, I watched a guy get his fu- I, I watched a guy get set on fire and then his head got chopped off with a chainsaw and he ran around for five seconds like a fucking chicken and it did not have any impact on me at all but like yeah Yeah. no it's like it's actual like it's i don't know if it's fucked up but like fiction is much more um horrifying to me than anything that reality has to offer at least like not not even necessarily that it's that like stories stories are much more impactful on me than just visuals so i i agree with what you've said and i i I agree that that's probably the case with this poon poon book that you're talking about. <laughs> is it poon, poon or pun pun?
1: It's pun pun
0: <laughs> okay, sorry.
1: at least I think so. Maybe I've never heard someone pronounce it out loud, and I'm just butchering it, and everyone is everyone who knows how it's actually pronounced is just trying to strangle me with their mind right now, but uh
0: they they both I sound think pretty pun pun natural kind of silly pun, pun, yeah. Um, we haven't talked about a single anime so far.
1: Yeah, we've <laughs> kind of barely touched on it. We talked about psychotic Moe fans.
0: Do Do we have anime in common? Are there anime that we both like?
1: I don't know. I know there's... I don't I know even, there's go on. I just know the, like, stuff that you... That's so ridiculous and awful that you bring it up as a joke. You don't really talk about anime otherwise. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that's a big part of my anime backstory is that when I was a kid, I watched like really fucked up content and look and continued to like have like fond memories of it. And recently, as in like the last two years, I've like gone and rewatched a lot of that same shit and couldn't get through like episode two of it because it was so repulsive to me. Mm
2: -hmm. I
0: think when I was like 13, I would watch like anime and like not even like think twice if there was like sexual content involving like middle schoolers like other people around my age and now like looking back it's like it's i i can't like i can't stomach it anymore it's like it's yeah. like if i made like a fucking sex tape when i was like 12 and like rewatching mm-hmm. it like i just i just can't it's like a it's disgusting
1: yeah i i completely i completely understand and sympathize but like gone it no no it's you you keep going
0: i'm, I'm not gonna pretend that like Nothing was, like, degenerate from my perspective, but I definitely just consumed a lot of, like, really fucked up and horrible things that, um... I'd say about, like, 70% of, like, the... the moral issues that I have with them today I didn't even, like, think about back then. Um, but yeah. I don't have much else to say regarding that. It's just that that's... If anybody wonders why I don't like anime anymore, it's really because of that. Because, like, this whole, like, back catalog of anime that I've grown to appreciate uh, when I was a kid, sort of just like, as I grew older, it sort of started to show its degeneracy and its moral failings, its moral failure. And I just couldn't appreciate it anymore. And then I realized like, wow, you know, like all my favorite shows are actually fucking disgusting. And this is just not an artistic medium that I am invested in. It's almost like, 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 you know, like becoming invested in being like an anime fan is like a video game, and I just like hard reset it, and just lost the motivation.
1: So, what what anime did you watch?
0: <laughs> the fucked up ones,
1: or just the the normal ones?
0: Uh, the, the uh, so there's there's still good anime. There's anime that I are you are you asking me what anime I like like generally? Yeah. Um, we
1: have Madoka Magica. In I was
0: just gonna it. bring. I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah, but I mean, I guess technically Death Note, which by the way, look up uh, Kira's Kingdom podcast we did out. I'll probably link that in the description. We, we had a really funny discussion about Death Note with two, two of my friends. With, with, Felonius Ferris guested on a podcast that I did with my friends about Death Note, and it was really funny. But um, we, yeah, we had watched Death Note, and we also have Madoka Magica in common, which I th- Madoka Magica is probably my favorite anime of all time if not tied with, uh, Kashimashi, which is a show that nobody's fucking heard of.
1: Yeah. Even I haven't heard of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Madoka Magica?
1: God, I fucking love Madoka Magica. It's, it's, it's it's just a well-crafted story, just a really well-crafted story. And it's not necessarily the, the most complicated, and it doesn't have the most profound hidden meaning, but it's just, it's, it's good storytelling and it's put together in a way that's really impactful it's just see I, I it's just that uh so so much media is just people make it up as they go along but with madoka, madoka magica is one of those things where it's like things from the beginning clearly tie into things from the end and it's this really coherent story that yeah And then they made rebellion. Just yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, people shit on rebellion. I actually like rebellion. I think it was really um. I don't want to say it tied up loose ends because it didn't really address a lot of like things that like pre-existing themes in the show that didn't didn't really uh have proper conclusions. But it did. It did just like provide like a greater context that felt like a more true ending, even though it was like a strange cliffhanger. Uh, Madoka Magica is probably, I've probably watched Madoka Magica more times, like, all the way through than I've watched any other show. And that's because I, I literally love it so much that I have to fucking, like, once I get close enough to a person, like, I show them Madoka Magica. Like, my best friend in 8th grade uh, showed, told me to watch Madoka Magica. I watched the entire thing in, like, two days, like, one weekend. And from then on, I've been just watching it over and over again with different people. And it's just, it's just an amazing experience. If you haven't watched Madoka Magica, I strongly urge you to watch it, like right now. Like, stop listening to this podcast. Go watch Madoka Magica. It's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix anymore? I think it's still on Netflix.
1: Uh,
0: uh, don't support maybe? Crunchyroll. Uh, the fucking Fuck run- Crunchyroll. Don't support those pedophiles at Crunchyroll. Uh, pirate, pirate Madoka Magica. Yeah. Uh, go, go to Kiss go on,
1: Um. Go on anime piracy r slash anime pir- piracy on Reddit. Um, and they have a, um, God, what's it called? An index of different piracy sites, and you can just pick one out that has no ads and is safe and use that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Pirate the shit out of it. Or, I mean, I would say support the creators, like buy it on Blu-ray or whatever, but first of all, that wouldn't support the creators. That would just support the, whoever's publishing it. And also uh blu-ray anime blu-rays are way too fucking expensive. I don't know what it is about anime blu-rays in particular, but like like literally like 6 episodes of an anime like on a blu-ray is like fucking $60. It's insane.
1: I think that's probably only for stuff that's out of print. I did
0: No, it's like sh- it's like popular shows. Really? Yeah.
1: I got my dad gets me anime blu-rays and says he's going to watch them with me and then never does. You better Um, appreciate the
0: fuck out of your dad, then.
1: There ain't ain't no way. I hold on. Okay, well, like name animes,
0: name like name like anime series that you have on Blu-ray.
1: Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, Cowboy Bebop.
0: Okay, that's like Um, okay, that's like classic stuff. That's different. When when I say when I say anime, I'm talking about like current, like not not even necessarily like current, but like when shit comes out that's like seasonal or, I guess yeah, current like current anime. Super expensive on Blu-ray. Like once it's once the season ends and it first comes out on Blu-ray, like it's always expensive.
1: I did look for Violet Evergarden on Blu-ray, and it's like a twelve-episode anime or something like that, eleven maybe. Um, and it was it was like seventy dollars, and I just I shrugged it off as Netflix. Netflix produced Violet Evergarden, and I just shrugged it off as Netflix being money grubbing, but.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. Haikyuu. Haikyuu, season one, 55 99
1: Isn't 50, that, that's dollars? Like, that's a pretty big season one, though, isn't it? It's like at least 24 episodes.
0: Oh, I was, hold on. I haven't even watched Haikyuu, I just have a sister that's a Haikyuu girl, unfortunately. Haikyuu's
1: fun. You should watch Haikyuu. I, I lost interest in like season three or something, I should go back to it. It's fun.
0: Yeah, is that is that the is that the real woman test? I have to like haiku. Otherwise I'll never be a real <laughs> woman. Fucking haiku is I don't know. To most it's like so like they do this thing, like most almost all anime, right? They have women that men are supposed to find hot, right? That's like the whole cast, like the whole cast except the main character is a bunch of girls that are supposed to be that are marketed as fucking fetishes, right? And these other shows, they do that with men, right? The same thing, where it's like they <laughs> yeah. all male characters, and I, I'm not a big fan. I don't like men it, as much as I like. Haiku, women.
1: Haikyuu was actually made by a real life man, um, and it's not, it's not as, as uwu yaoi as some would lead you to believe. Um, it really, it's a very real depiction of high school boys just being complete jackasses um yeah. and there are it just like real life there are women who find them attractive despite that and drool over them um and yeah I, it's it's not like intentionally fetishizing the characters though it, it's actually really barely like there's barely even any shirtless shots
0: <laughs> barely you watched
1: free you watch yeah. fucking free, which is exactly what you're describing. Yeah,
0: but but I and like not hyped. Like cube. there there are, there are instances where I think it's good. It's just statistically, like I'm. But like free, like free was like a genuinely like a good and like wholesome show.
1: I couldn't get the first through the first couple of episodes.
0: No, I watched I watched the first couple of episodes at Anime Club. We we never watch the anime at Anime Club. By the way, we we go there to get to have government funded free snacks and just if... talk. About edgy shit. If the
1: first time I met you was at Anime Club, I would have hated you. I Why? hate people who talk during movies and during when people are watching stuff. We, and I think that literally... you annoy the shit out of the other club members. There were definitely people who were like mumbling about you guys talking the whole time.
0: That's literally not true. Nobody cares. Okay, it we, may, is maybe maybe that time because we were sitting we were sitting at the front, but normally we like sit in the back where nobody can hear us. Mm. Either either way. Why would you want to we go should, to an anime? They use Crunchyroll. If you want, if you want to watch anime, if you want like a super like attentive like viewing experience, watch that. Sh- Why don't you just watch the shit at home? Why are you at an anime club to be quiet with your friends?
1: I like I like enjoying stuff with people, but I don't I like don't, I don't get
0: it. I don't people get it.
1: just talking continuously through it. But yeah. Anyway, what other anime do we have in common?
0: Um, we have Death Note. Fucking I don't know Naruto. Didn't you watch Naruto?
1: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I actually haven't <laughs> finished Naruto Shippuden. Um, I haven't finished
0: regular Naruto. I made it to like season five.
1: I I like I like regular Naruto. Um, Naruto Shippuden is kind of ass. Not gonna lie. Um, regular Naruto has such great moments, but it, it they get into the kind of Dragon Ball esque type power level pissing match. Yeah, in in Naruto Shippuden, which I'm just not as into.
0: It's the same exact scene, like the dramatic, like where against all odds, like the nearly defeated hero, like has a sudden like burst of motivation or power and defeats the bad guy. Like that same exact Deus premise Ex happens Machina. fifty thousand times.
1: Yeah, it's to fucking fair, it's shitty. To be fair, see, I I'm I'm a simple person. Okay, Shonen Jump can release the exact same fucking show. 50 times and i will eat it the fuck up every time yeah but it's not a good show every time it's um it's we have this sunshiny himbo protagonist but he has a demon inside of him and he has a friend who is emo and he has a friend who's a girl and he has a sensei who is absurdly powerful and is this kind of this kind of goal, where we, we look at the sensei and we know that our character will be like that one day. And in our character, he also has a kind of far-sighted goal, like, "I'm going to be the Hokage," or "I'm going to be the king of the Pirates," shit like that. And there's like 15 genuinely, not even exaggerating, a- different anime like this, that are all exactly that that are (laughs) yeah it's true that exact extremely specific archetype and every time i am i'm like holy shit holy shit it's a Himbo protagonist with a demon inside of him oh my god and i love it The,
0: the the middle school gsa anime is gonna be much cooler than that
1: i love it so much
0: we're we're not we're not doing any of that fucking cliche shit Except the, you're the sensei, obviously. You're my, you're obviously my sensei because you (laughs) took me to the mountains to fight bears and become a better leftist. But generally speaking, (laughs) I I don't like shonen anime. They're fucking annoying. Um, it's like, I've I've watched Naruto, so like every episode one of another shonen anime is just the same shit. You just
1: watched, didn't you just watch Chainsaw Man? That is, that is, I mean, Chainsaw Man, it's, it's published by Shonen
0: Jump, but it's not like that at all.
1: It is the. Oh. Demigloom. Demigloom. He's a himbo protagonist.
0: Yes. With a check. demon
1: inside of him. He has a friend who's. Yeah, okay, okay, who's emo. But, but
0: that's not. But he's he not He's a friend he's not who's like, emo,
1: and It's different. a friend who's a girl. And, it's different, though. And Makima relationship... and that other fucking Delf Sensei. Um
0: the relationship he has with makima at least i'm I'm fucking three episodes in okay so maybe maybe you're right but the relationship I'm he has exactly with makima right. is com- is completely is completely different than like what naruto has with kakashi it's a it's, it's like a completely because makima clearly I, I feel like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like say a bunch of wrong shit about chainsaw man which is because i haven't seen a lot of it so never mind fuck it but I like it so far. It doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a typical shonen anime to me.
1: It's see it's it's that's because it's kind of compounded genres where it has these kind of typical shonen archetypes, but it's actually a, a seinen. It's for older audiences. There's just there's too much sexuality and gross humor for it to actually it's, it's too gory for it to actually be a shonen. But it has, it is shown and inspired.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, like, influence there. It just, it doesn't seem like the same, like, copy-paste formula. Like, it's definitely, like, an interesting spin. At the very least, a very interesting spin on that premise.
1: See, yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, there's spins on that premise that are completely boring to me. See, I I say this, I, I love talking shit about Black Clover, even though I watched... All every single almost four hundred episodes of it, and loved every second of it. Um, even it it's a dumbest shit show, though. Um, yeah, and like Blue Exorcist, just kind of bad shows. But then there's there's a lot of shows that are really interesting spins on these typical archetypes. Like Jujutsu Kaisen is a great example. I love Jujutsu Kaisen. I need to get caught up with the manga. I heard that it fell off, but that first season was delicious. Excellent. Just huh. great.
0: So, like, what's your favorite, like, genre of anime, actually? Is it the fucking Shonen Jump copy and paste bullshit? Is that your favorite?
1: <sighs> it's it's difficult. I, I am a huge fan of Shonen Jump copy and paste bullshit. Um... I also really, I'm a big seinen fan. Um, I like I like the darker the darker stuff. I'm a ber- berserk fan, as some of you may know. Um, had a hell of a time as a berserk fan, by the way. It's berserk has you know I, I'm I'm used to the psychotic moe fans, but berserk fans are incels who aren't closeted trans women. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: I mean, my friend Jason it's, it's is a Berserk terrible. fan, so that checks out.
1: It's terrible. I'm just fucking in the trenches trying to find people to talk to about this, this fucking manga. <laughs> it's. I mean, terrible. I've been
0: consider, I've been considering reading Berserk for a long time, but don't. I, I just don't have the motivation. Why not?
1: Because um, there's it, you, you aren't able to set aside. Moral issues in the same way that I am, because in this is a really controversial take. I don't think that Berserk is a perfect piece of media, and I don't think that Kentaro Miura is God, Jesus of manga. Um, even if I am a huge Berserk fan, uh, just because there's, there's didn't you like cry when lot... he died though? Yes, I did. I did. I cried a lot, and just just because. Just because I don't think that he's manga Jesus doesn't mean that I don't think that he's a great artist that I really look up to. Um, yeah, it's it's true though that there is a lot of rape and rape fetishism in Berserk. Um, yeah, let me let me just really... let me just
0: give a really hot take here. Okay, I don't like rape presented in media in any context other than a context that illustrates how morally repulsive it is. Yeah. I don't like rape fetishization. I don't like erotically filmed or illustrated rape. It's disgusting and I don't want anything to do with any piece of media that contains that whatsoever. Same thing goes with like pedophilia, incest, other like actual like morally repulsive sexual degeneracy. I don't want anything to do with anything regarding like to do with that. And I do not give a fuck how good the show is otherwise. And I'm tired of anime fans. Oh, well, yeah, there's a little bit of pedo shit in it. It's like it's just a little bit. Like, that's So If there was an American show with just a little bit of pedo shit in it, you motherfuckers would be like. They would be canceled on Twitter immediately for ever liking it or, or speaking about it positively. But for some reason, yeah. we just let anime. Have so much sexual degeneracy and morally repulsive shit. And it's not, it's not, and people say like, oh, you're just, it's just in these fucking, it's just fucking hentai or it's just like these, this in the depths of like internet degeneracy, you'll find these anime. No, it's at fucking Hot Topic, it's at every fucking bookstore, and it's on middle schoolers' backpacks. It's everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. Fuck it. It's everywhere and it's disgusting.
1: I, I honestly, I prefer the mindset that you have vastly over the majority of people who watch these shows and just make excuses after excuses for them or get like shocked and offended when someone brings up these these problematic these problematic aspects i uh, see i am an artist i'm really really considering doing art school i know cringe cringe um and there's just something about so much anime that just really scratches the is the itch for me both as an artist and just it just makes me happy and i think that there's i think that the way that i do it isn't particularly problematic because i in general make a big deal out of acknowledging the flaws of the art that i enjoy and like initiating discussions about it yeah but it's this kind of middle ground that i'm sitting in but i definitely prefer your position over the position of people who just want to pull the wool over their eyes and plug their ears and never acknowledge anything wrong with the art they enjoy the art and media they enjoy well just continuing to promote and enjoy it um I have
0: I'm not like against like cons- like consuming art that you disagree with morally or have moral issues with you know like consuming it regardless of that I mean i I'm a big fan of the show South Park right and South Park is inarguably has inarguably advocated for positions of bigotry and hatred <laughs> like like're exp- explicitly transphobic and homophobic in multiple episodes throughout the years but i enjoy the show in spite of that and am able to acknowledge it and have a sort of love-hate relationship with it um but like if i see you wearing a dragon maid backpack i'm gonna beat the shit out of you that's all i'm saying yeah if you watch the entirety of i'm gonna name three shows senko san Konosuba, and dragon maid if you watched any of those shows in their entirety and have no moral issues with them you're either a disgusting pervert or you're just horribly oblivious to degeneracy and your brain has a confirmation bias that is looking for excuses to say that these things aren't sexual or promoting degeneracy. And when I say degeneracy, I understand that that's sort of a buzzword and a dog whistle for like, uh, to, to to say about like gay people, right? Like gay people are sexually degenerate. When I say sexual degeneracy, I'm referring to, uh, like pedophilia, pretty much pedophilia, rape, like, you know, the anti-consent culture. That sort of thing, and it's it's actively promoted in all three of the shows that I mentioned, and uh you're disgusting if you're a fan of those shows. Get the fuck out of here if you're listening
1: i I think that these people can be saved <laughs> because i I used to when i it's kind of like how you watched shows as a kid, and then went back to them as adult as an adult and realized, oh my gosh, this is disgusting like when I first watched Dragon Maid, I was just like, ah, cute." domestic lesbians and one of them is a dragon that's awesome yeah and oh the
0: two little girls have the the girl has a crush on the other girl oh that's so cute that's what i thought when i watched it
1: and but kind of going forward more and more it just i felt more and more uneasy about it and it became more and more difficult to acknowledge like oh yeah we have some really like revealing leg shots of this little girl character and that's pretty fucking vile um that's the the little
0: boy's name is literally shoda and he's constantly getting molested and it's played off as a joke and he's visibly uncomfortable and terrified of this woman who is constantly just molesting him for jokes it's repulsive and because it's you know what i mean i hate i hate to uh I hate to sound like a men's rights activist, but there is like a double standard. Like it's presented, it's perceived as more acceptable for uh, an older woman and a little boy to be have sexual like uh, encounters. It's it's presented as more acceptable than right with the the genders swapped. And that's not a. It's not. I'm not. It's not like a men's rights issue. It's just a weird societal thing that somehow happened, and it's bad.
1: Yeah. It's. It is. It is really, 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 really bad. And I see one of. The the shows that I feel the most upset about is a show called Made in Abyss. Um, and if you're a big anime person, you've probably heard of it if you haven't watched it. Um, but Made in Abyss is a really, truly, it it was kind of a revelation for me in terms of fantasy adventure shows. Um it is really at times it is just so genius but the author is a huge fucking pedophile and um a lot of there's a lot of moments in the show where you're like he's really getting off to all of this trauma that he's putting through these characters who are little kids um yeah and and if you if you've seen just the made in abyss show and haven't watched the movie at all you may you may be like oh well it's just like a coming of age story and yeah sure there's there's weird moments but but it's not that bad watch well maybe don't watch the movie because yeah it's really truly inexcusable and vile there's and and then people i think part of the uh, another revelation that it caused was just how blatant pedophilia can be in in anime and manga and still have people make excuses and kind of skirt around it. Cause and- it, it's
0: literally it's literally like a confirmation bias that these people have. Because if they they yeah. these people are unable to discern like their like impulsive desire to justify their enjoyment of something from like an actual like like a uh, logical uh, position, like they they like this they like this show, so their brain like compels them to keep liking the show, and they just instantly shut down like any anything contrary to this show is
1: great and yeah. unflawed. It's I I watched after watching the movie, I was still feeling really conflicted about it. Um, and I watched a video essay about this character from the movie called Bondrude um and it was this this essay about his character almost almost praising him part of the the deal with his character is he's a he's a psychopath and experiments on children um and there's moments where like this character who's he he refers to as his daughter who he he didn't like isn't Actually, biologically related to, but um, who he adopted, and there's moments where it's like, oh yeah, he's definitely molesting her. There is no doubt, and yeah, and it like like not even not even like reading between the lines, like it's blatant at times. Like you only need to think about it for a couple seconds longer than you otherwise would, and you're like, oh, that's what that means. Um, and I watched this video essay, and. It was just fucking bone chilling because this guy was talking about it I don't wanna actually plug the video essay, I don't want it to get any fucking views. Um but um talking about like Bondrude's twisted love, the way that he loved the children that he was experimenting on, and like really really sympathizing with his character and God, it it was just nauseating <laughs> it was yeah. so it was so fucking terrible and the number of Maiden abyss fans that refuse to acknowledge these issues i mean I-, I believe that the issues are are so frequent and so egregious that it there's really no way to promote it and consume it um that that is ethical you can't you can't go around saying oh Maiden Abyss is my favorite anime but oh yeah the author definitely gets off on torturing little kids. Um and there's there's people that refuse to even acknowledge that the author is a lolicon which is which everyone knows. Like there's there's pictures of him posed with like erotic merchandise of one of his child characters. It's like
0: That's yeah, that's repulsive.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's terrible. And it makes me so fucking mad. Like, I, and it, it also just really breaks my heart because I really, truly believe that he created something brilliant that is kind of, it's top of the line. But we, we've just gone too far with condoning this behavior and that, like, just there's, there's. A lot of issues with Japan's culture, and when I say that there's always that one person who's like well, it's a different culture and it's a different country, so you can't like use your morality and apply it apply it to that other culture and country because that that's not fair, and you're being like have a colonial mindset i I don't know when it got so controversial to be anti rape and anti pedophilia and just anti-child exploitation. In well, general. actually,
0: the age, the age of consent in Japan is thirteen, so you can't project your standards onto them. Which
1: isn't true, actually. Yeah, um, n- it's no, it's, no. The federal
0: <laughs> the federal age of consent is thirteen, but there's I believe there's very little um, places in Japan where you can actually it's, fucking have sex with a thirteen year old legally.
1: Well, well, actually, the the thing that happened was um, the Japanese federal government went to all the districts and was like, okay, you can send your own, set your own ages of consent. It can't be younger than 13, though. And then all of them set it to 18. <laughs> and that's what happened, and that's where people get this idea that the age of consent is 13 in Japan, which just isn't true. <laughs> we're,
0: we're back to states' rights.
1: <laughs> yeah! Fucking libertarians, man. They just can't get over being pedophiles.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, to be fair, I have i don't think most libertarians are, like, I, I know that it's like the meme that libertarians don't believe in the age of consent. I, I haven't, like, I've spent a lot of time around libertarians because I'm a fucking internet user, and uh, I don't think most of them actually advocate for lowering the age of consent or anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's just that the official stance of the American Libertarian Party was... Abolish the age of consent or lower the age of consent for so long. Yeah. But yeah, it's... it's no, the just... party...
0: There's a huge... Oh, I, I, I hate to defend libertarians, but there's a huge, also, like, ideological gap between the majority of people who identify as libertarians and representatives of the libertarian party yeah. in America. Like, I hate... Yeah. like I hate, I'm, I'm not saying, like, libertarians are, like, consistent people politically or that they're, like, useful allies to us because i'm a fucking far leftist and i want nothing to do with libertarians but some of these uh some of these things just aren't true and i want to be charitable
1: yeah. yeah they i mean we we shouldn't be re- misrepresenting people intentionally or or resist like not misrepresenting people um it's yeah, uh, criticize mean- people on what they actually believe don't make shit up that they believe and then criticize them on that
0: there there are people on the online left too that will literally justify just making shit up about people you don't like if it accomplishes mm-hmm. your goals. My goal isn't to have th- billions of woke scolding performative activists on my side. My goal is for our population to have a good understanding of the issues we're dealing with and navigate all these issues logically. So in yeah. my opinion, like it's I believe I mean, I don't I don't believe in I don't mm-hmm. think just because like th- we have the number of followers uh we have the right support, you know. Yeah, I, I no, can't yeah, talk. Absolutely. I'm sorry.
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something that really tortures me. Um, even uh, recently, hold on. Uh, recently there was it came out that Rurouni Kenshin is getting a new adaptation. I'm sorry, who's
0: that or what's that?
1: It's uh, it's an older. It's an older samurai anime. Um I think it started in the 90s. Um and it was this kind of old classic anime and it's getting a new adaptation. The thing is in 2017 the author of this was arrested on charges of child porn possession. He had so much child porn that the police initially thought that he was a distributor um and he he went to court and admitted to it and paid the rough equivalent of one thousand five hundred dollars u s d um in fines and then walked free and he was he was suspended from a and jump he um was briefly out of work but Obviously, um, his work's getting a new adaptation, and that's something that wow. he's going to profit from. And he's just... Amazing. He's just come back, and everyone's just forgotten about it. And people will get mad at you for bringing it up and earnestly defend this guy. Even even Americans. And here, you know, I'm, I'm not one to champion American culture ordinarily. Um, no. But I think that the way... That we handle pedophiles is a hell of a lot better than the way they do in Japan, because here
0: legally, yeah, I think yeah. socially, I think socially we have the same exact problem. Well, at least at least, socially, regard, at least regarding like people with like like large followings, like particularly yeah. internet content creators being pedophiles, like it's basically like it's basically considered defensible by the majority of people on the internet
1: i I don't think it's the majority of people i think I think usually um I think it's a great a great thing that we do here in America where if someone is convicted of owning a bunch of child porn or molesting a child, they pretty much need to move states and change their name um, to avoid being beaten to death and I think that that is a whole lot better than just giving Someone a slap on the wrist and having their career recovered like nothing happened. Um, yeah, and even it's just it it makes me so mad. And then talking about this online, you'll you'll get those people like, oh Japan, different culture. You can't can't judge them based off of American cultural values. It's he he fucking he fucking beat his meat to 10-year-old girls. Yeah. Being molested, videos of them being molested. He he in in court, he admitted to it and said that the girls that he liked were older elementary schoolers and younger middle schoolers. Okay,
0: can you please can we please stop <laughs> the explicit details here? Yeah. Um yeah, this person should not be profiting off of anything. <laughs> they should not, they should not have a job in the industry. Yeah. May I remind yep. everybody just out of just on a somewhat related note that, um, the, a, a lot of the people who worked on Boku no Pico had like major roles in the development of, I say development, like it's a video game, fucking full metal alchemist. Yep. Just putting it out there. <laughs> everybody just, just like another like little illustration of like how like prominent like pedophilia is in the anime, in the anime industry. Yeah.
1: Ugh. And, and it's so, it's so normal in even even stuff see, I'm generally inclined to um to believe that stuff written by women is going to be a little bit better, but even even stuff written by women where i I feel like we should all we should be on the same side about this, and I'll hear like a passing comment from a male character like. Ooh, high school girls. I love high school girls and it's like what? This is just an accepted thing that we we tolerate and
0: I don't think America has even done enough to like condemn like socially condemn the sexualization of high school girls in particular. Yeah.
1: I I don't think that we've done enough. I think that we've done more though. And oh, I think that yeah, 100%. we are
0: I think yeah. we've su- I think we've successfully like socially ostracized anybody who is illustrated not, I keep saying illustrated um shown any signs of wanting to have sex with elementary schoolers whereas right. in um I can't speak for Japan but within the anime industry that is not enough to get you completely ostracized.
1: Yeah. There is stuff I, where is... people will be called out on it but it's not enough to ruin their career, which I really think it should be doing. It's just think not it's, something that can be tolerated anymore.
0: I think it's really important to remember too that um we're talking about both the Japanese uh, justice system, the justice system in Japan, and the anime industry in particular. There these yeah. these issues are incredibly amplified in those spaces. I think among the Japanese population, these issues are actually uh, addressed much much more maturely and um I I've never been to Japan. I don't know anybody super well who lives in japan but from to my knowledge that uh to my knowledge this social issue is not nearly as big a problem among like everyday like japanese citizens as it is um as it is in the anime industry and as it is reflected in the justice system
1: yeah it's 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 really it's really it's really bad it and Japan, see, this is one of the reasons why I'm such a huge fan of Hayao Miyazaki, because he was like 50 years or more ahead of his time socially. Um, because if you look uh, at,
0: you're the only you're the only person I know who's like super into uh, Miyazaki. But every every time you talk about him, I get super excited because he's literally he's so he's so based. You've ta- you've told me so he many th- awesome things about him.
1: He's so based. Um, if you look at Nausicaä of the Valley of the Wind, which, uh, was 1969, the movie came out for that. Or Wait, what? 19, not, not 1969, sorry, I misspoke, 1989.
0: Um, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that's not true. I'm pretty sure that's when, like, yeah. Astro Boy came out.
1: Yeah. Um, Hayao Miyazaki did work on stuff previous to that, but that was his first movie that was his that was released. Um
0: one of his best ones too, Jesus.
1: Yeah. I Nausicaä of the Valley of the Wind is one of my favorite movies to this to this day. Um and there is just so much earnest female empowerment and I I I almost watching his movies, I almost wonder is Hayao Miyazaki a woman <laughs> secretly because there is he, he does a lot of Glorifying and empowering women like habitually in all of his movies. Um, but I think I think he
0: saw a huge hole in the industry and wanted to fill it.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's... a big part of it. Yeah, um, and even, but
0: unfortunately, unfortunately, we can't credit him because we have to support female creators. So, fuck (laughs) you, Miyazaki. You fucking, uh, what is he? Is he, uh, imperialist, uh, male chauvinist? Uh, it's cultural appropriation we need to listen to female voices instead of uh, letting men speak on behalf of women because it's not their prerogative
1: <laughs> he actually he was uh, a marxist as a young man
0: i've heard i've heard that
1: yeah but what what, uh, cha-
0: what changed did he did he uh, did he grow sour regarding marxism kind of, or did he just give up
1: he was kind of vague about it um my general impression of him is that at at his core He is a naive optimist who sees all of the beauty in the world and all of the best parts about humanity, but he has just been beaten down by life and by Japanese capitalism. And now everyone makes jokes about how beautiful his movies are, and by contrast, how kind of grumpy and sour he is in real life um but that's that's my personal theory about him i Um, think i think
0: if you like actually look at the subtext a lot of his movies are actually incredibly cynical and they're just about like finding the light in an incredibly dark situation that's almost that's almost the theme of like every one of his movies if we're being honest i
1: think i think that there's there's a lot of acknowledgement of these terrible things like war and pollution and just the way that our society is headed um but i think that he loves highlighting the best parts of humanity and he loves highlighting that everyone or most people are really good at the core and have good intentions like princess princess mononoke Um, it, there's, there's our main character, Ashitaka, and Ashitaka, he's an interesting character, not, not because of, like, his actual traits and what he does, but because he's just kind of exists as a witness to the events that are happening, and as this kind of third party. Um, and then we have... Are we have San, who is the wolf girl, and obviously she's going around killing farmers and like killing killing the steel workers and killing humans whenever she can. And we have uh, God, what's her name? The the Iron Town lady. Um, and she she is uh, are you talking about Eboshi. Yes, Lady Eboshi. Yeah. Um, she. She's obviously kind of the one who's facilitating this destruction of the forest of the gods of this. She's the one who's killing magic and destroying these things that are so precious. Um, but with Sun, Sun is obviously one of our main characters. He's she's uh, very presented in a very sympathetic light and even Lady Ibo- Iboshi who people can, can say, ooh, Lady Boshi, she's the one who's killing all the magical creatures and whatever, but Lady Iboshi buys out the contracts of brothel girls and hires them to work for her. Um, and she she sympathizes with lepers and houses them and gives them jobs and isn't afraid to be around them. And that's sex workers and lepers are kind of very similar in that they were just kind of lacked completely lacked respect historically i mean if you look at the the history of sexual slavery in japan the the whole
0: jesus christ and we're back here
1: the whole uh thing was it was just you know if you have too much gambling debt then sell your daughter or your wife to the brothel and That's, like,
0: everywhere. That's, like, everywhere on Earth. It, um, every square inch of land had that going on at some point in yes, history.
1: Yes, but, um... I
0: bet the fucking dinosaurs had sexual slavery for... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't fucking pay back their debts. I, but, I, I, um... They,
1: but it was m- more recent and even more more widespread. It was, like, stuff like, obviously... This, this has happened in all sorts of places all across the world. But in general, not, not quite so obviously and recently and just as this massive, widespread issue. And, um, and lepers were in, for, for a really long time, Lepers would be, like, rounded up and sent off to an island somewhere to starve. Um, which, which makes sense because they had an extremely contagious, terrible disease. But they were just completely treated as inhuman. And that is the same way that uh, women in brothels were treated. Uh, and Lady Boshi picks these people up and dusts them off and gives them new lives and her character I, I actually i her character is so good um, but you know th- who that, lady that iboshi kind of... you know
0: you know uh, you know a good real life version of lady iboshi is
1: hm
0: <laughs> mr beast
1: <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> um but but Hayao Miyazaki, a, a lot of people something that you'll hear a lot is like oh ghibli makes conflict free stories um, who says
0: that? That's completely untrue.
1: Lots of people. Lots of people. And it's it's wrong. Like, there's obviously conflict, but it's right in do that... People, do people there think... Con- hold on, hold, hold on. on. Sorry. It's that Sorry. there aren't real villains. There aren't these characters who are like, just explicitly terrible and evil and just antagonistic all of the time. In general, there are obviously exceptions. Um, but it's- it's the kind of classic Ghibli thing is, uh, is everyone- everyone has a good trait, and everyone is somehow likable, despite doing bad things. Um, and I- I think in that way, it- his- all of his work is just incredibly- incredibly optimistic, and just- Really beautiful. Um, Hayao Miyazaki is my Jesus. If you haven't picked up on it already, um, but, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure.
0: Th- I'm sure thousands of people have gone on this exact rant. But like, people, I don't like how people people will f- think of something as conflict free. Like you said, because no character is like inherently evil. Evil for the sake of being evil. There's no fucking Darth Vader. There's no Megatron. There's no Patrick Bateman. All the characters are. Uh, And this word is often misused, humanized. Everybody's humanized, very human characters. And my, I guess this is a fucking hot take nowadays. I think humanizing terrible, like objectively terrible people is great within art. And it provides us a more like constructive and useful understanding of the world and how things work because we're always constantly looking for this inherent evil that's causing all like human suffering on earth when in reality it's a variety of uh forces that are influencing people to do certain things and almost never are there people who are just straight up evil i don't i don't believe that like anybody is like has zero good in them uh and is just like inherently evil i genuinely it's people succumb to forces and that's really what it's about it's about these forces yeah. It's not people. People. People think, didn't create evil.
1: I do think that there is value in representations of villains that are just like, oh, this guy is just like a bad man. That is, just, but they they always just represent a really, he's some just a like bad dude. They um, always
0: represent some like greater theme though. Those characters yeah, do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, like
0: Patrick Bateman Patrick Bateman is just capitalism. That's who. Ca- that's who Patrick Bateman is. So yeah. you know what I mean. It's presenting this force as inherently evil.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan, and I will say that Dio, the main antagonist from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, he is just a bad dude. He's just evil, and that's his character. Um, and I don't think... See, I do, I do believe that in real life, there are people who are just bad, who just go around hurting people selfishly. And it's that, that 1% of the population, or slightly less well, significantly
0: than Significantly less.
1: Significantly less. I don't... Well, it, if you look at statistics about people who have uh, some some form of psychopathy where they don't feel empathy, like that is that is I think, around I think 1% this is, of the population. I think these
0: are mostly... I think 1% of the population succumbs to unambiguously evil forces and can can, you know I mean, engage in 100% unambiguous evil but i don't think these people these people themselves uh have no like good in them or like human compassion within their soul
1: i see that's kind of not true i'm i'm actually inclined to be sympathetic because a lot of these people what happened was either they were born like that they just never had empathy that just was a part of their brain that wasn't functioning or they went through such terrible trauma as children that that part of their brain was killed um and i'm inclined to be sympathetic because none of those people chose that it's not like some they woke up one day and decided i'm gonna be a piece of shit um right but i think i think that they're still deserving of dignity and empathy but there are some people that are just that are just bad, that are just selfish, that hurt people for the sake of hurting people. And and just exploit for the sake of exploiting. Um and I think it's a to about, acknowledge for the, okay, that they are exist.
0: We, are we talking about people who hurt people because like for the sake of hurting people, or people who disregard uh human suffering or like the just physical or emotional reaction of other humans? So their actions uh, in the name of, like, self-interest for self-gain. Because those are two completely different things.
1: I think either way, um, I mean, I find it, I feel like the difference between those two people for me, like, you can, you can be a Patrick Bateman and you can be chopping up women, but at that point, I really just see you as you're, you're almost similar to an animal to me at that point like i'm i'm still gonna go well, on... i'm an
0: animal rights cook so
1: um it, it's you're you're similar to an animal to me at that point but and then you have your people who your your elon musks and your jeff bezos is who just make everyone else's life miserable so that you can profit the most um
0: well, I, I think the whole the whole point of Patrick Bateman is to illustrate. Have you have you watched or read American Psycho?
1: Yes. Okay. Watched. So like I think
0: I think the whole point of Patrick Bateman is to illustrate the amount of human suffering caused by American like greed and hierarchy, and into to say basically illustrate that it's the same exact thing that like entitlement and greed leads to the same exact outcome as horrific like indiscriminate murder does you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and it's to say that these two are the same so like as social forces like this inherent evil and this like greed and uh disregard for human suffering in the name of self-gain is the same thing regarding as social forces they're the same they have the same amount of power but the difference resides in who the people are inherently you know what i mean who who this person is who this what this, contrib- what this person is doing and what this person is doing and contributing to society could be comparable right being just being a fucking billionaire in America could literally if you if you're like an irresponsible greedy billionaire you're probably responsible for a human amount of human suffer- suffering comparable to a murderer and you guys are co- uh, responsible for the same amount of suffering and social harm but you're not inherently the same thing yeah. You're not the same really person, like, agree. person, fundamentally. And you're capable... I'm not, I don't want to say you're capable of changing, because realistically, I don't think Elon Musk is going to wake up one day and fucking donate half of his net worth to charity. But I think that these people... Uh, redeemable, maybe? They're human. You know what I mean? They're not inhuman. Yeah. They're people who succumb to for- forces of evil.
1: Yeah, I mean, not we Not evil we have, people. I mean, in real life... We have like our John Wayne Gacy's who are like chopping off people's nipples and making them into belts, and it's just like this to me. That is, he's was comparable to an animal. That's why I think he belonged in a uh, a mental health facility rather than a prison. And it. So so you think? I say that. I say that. But I think that all all people are going to prison probably need mental health help.
0: (laughs) But well, yeah. Of course, but like, so what you're saying is that these people, you have difficulty even like prescribing morality or like, uh, like assessing these people's from from a moral standpoint because they're just so like inhuman and comparable to an animal on a cognitive level.
1: Yeah, Um, just just I I think that's
0: possible, but I think there are people who have demonstrated like humanity and like you know like humanity like more morality desires and compassion but also within certain realms just a complete lack of sympathy and or like justification for like absolute evil people i think people Mm -hmm. like hitler like hitler demonstrated a lot of humanity and like passion for certain causes but then turned around and just like you know committed the biggest moral atrocity that earth has ever seen you know Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i do i do think that that's true That sounded like I was
0: sympathizing with Hitler. Don't forget that. I didn't, I (laughs) disavow that.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm just saying, I'm
0: talking about psychology. I'm not talking about morality. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I, okay. We've, we've kind of gone off on this tangent, but, um, Hayao Miyazaki is my Jesus. Uh, he, I mean, I, I really think 50 years before his time is an accurate statement. Because he was making female characters that are more complex and more human than really pr- pretty much anything that we had seen previously, excluding stuff by female authors and whatnot, and obviously other exceptions. But um, I think I think Miyazaki has
0: presented a level of humanity that is like unmatched even by media today.
1: Yeah it's and especially being in in Japan and being in the anime industry and Japan is an extremely just socially misogynistic um huge huge issues with that and that's probably why we see so much tolerance of um of pedophilia and rape and yeah
0: just, the less respect the less yeah. respect for um Women, you have the less respect you have for their uh, agency, and the less respect you have for their agency, the more tolerance you have to uh, rape culture. Yeah. To put it bluntly.
1: Yeah. Um. And but Hayao Miyazaki was writing these female characters that he was just way fucking ahead of the curve. Um. And I love him. And I if Hayao Miyazaki, see, I'm I'm anti-war, but if Hayao Miyazaki told me to go to war, I fucking would. I trust that man <laughs> with my life
0: yeah, and that's it's it's a beautiful thing when somebody makes like amazing art and you can also like the person just illustrates like you can see the person through the art and appreciate the person for who they are. That's mm-hmm. a really unique ability of some artists, like I'll say the show Breaking Bad like actually like touched my heart in a very unique way, and I was able to relate to a lot of the characters, appreciate a lot of the characters, and just just, I was fully immersed in this world, but like, I don't give a shit about Vince Gilligan as a human being, and he hasn't like, no, he doesn't put any. And I'm not saying this is any artist has an obligation to do this, but within his work, there's no like prescription regarding himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Miyazaki, you can clearly see that he is sent. He has a message. He wants. You know what I mean? His it's world it's almost like
1: just injected into everything he does.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And it's a beautiful worldview, it's just... It and is... it doesn't
0: hinder the storytelling at all. Yeah,
1: it enhances it. It
0: enhances, and even if you are fucking, like, I've, I've seen, like, Nazis love these movies. Like, people all across the political spectrum. You don't have to be a fucking, like, woke shit leftist to appreciate this art. It's, and I'm saying it's, it's a beautiful driving force, his, his worldview is a beautiful driving force for the writing, but it's also not even, inv- it's not intrusive at all yeah it's it's just it's uniquely god i can't even i need we need to invent new adjectives to describe this shit because it's so (laughs) so layered
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's i i really admire him both as an artist and just as a person above pretty much everyone else um and i'm so excited for his new movie that's gonna be coming out in a few years here his pace is he used to be able to like crank out a movie a year almost um but now now he's slowed down a lot he's getting older um and his new his new movie is gonna be called how do you live i actually read the book that it's based off of and it's essentially the book at least is uh kids bopifying philosophy just like distilling down philosophy and putting it into a story in a way that's going to engage kids and get kids into it. Um, and he says that it's his favorite book, and I'm so excited to see where he goes with it. Historically, whenever he's adapted a book, he's kind of elaborated off of it a whole lot and really made it his. And you you see yeah. that with, like, Howl's Moving Castle, um... And see, I I will say that the book on its own, I wasn't all that into. I found it interesting and I found it worth reading, but it's not, I'm not going to say that it's like one of my favorite books ever and it's just the shit, but I'm, there were definitely moments like right at the beginning of the book, it says something about our, our character is looking off the top of a building and seeing the cars on the street and imagining that they were rhinoceros beetles crawling down the street and i want to see him animate that that sounds so cool it's just such a great yeah. moment
0: how where do you where do you like how do you know all this shit about miyazaki is there like a documentary or something that you watched
1: um there is a documentary uh i think there's a couple documentaries actually um and i uh, i don't know i just fucking hear shit and Um, because it relates to one of my interests, it's stored forever in my brain. Um, yeah. And I've, I've actually been reading, um, there's a trilogy of books that is just annotated, not annotated, but, um, interviews with Hayao Miyazaki just transferred to text, and I've been reading through that, um, and that gives, that gives some information.
0: Yeah, I think interv- interviews are a pretty good source of information.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Ugh, I f- I feel like we've barely talked about anime and we're like two hours in.
1: Yeah, anime episode number two. Uh,
0: do we have to do that?
1: Fuck yeah!
0: Can we? Okay, we gotta talk. But there's there's a couple episodes we have to do. Okay, and one of them is trenders.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've
0: wanted to do that for a long time. Yeah, I think that was I think that was the first thing you the uh, first thing you suggested suggested I, I think the first asleep, thing I people.
1: suggested was like Lollicon and Shotokan because that's something I have a lot of big feelings about that I want to get out there
0: I feel like we got a lot of those feelings out today yeah we did I don't even like talking about that for the most part because like it I don't know how like anytime I say it like like 50 anytime I say anything about like Lolly, like 50,000 fucking like Lollicons like pop out of the corner like ready like like an army of them Like just pop up and like want to engage with me and i I just don't i don't want to talk to i don't want to talk to lolicons i don't want anything to do with them
1: that's fair enough
0: like just like lolly discourse on the internet like i have a lot of like strong like feelings about it and i can i think i can articulate it pretty well but at the same time like i'm just i just genuinely don't want to engage with these people because like nothing productive is going to come out of it when i when i engage with like because like with lolicon it's it's a very inherent thing like 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 sexuality right like it's like, okay, do you want to have, do you, does looking at, like, drawings of naked children turn you on, yes or no? And, and if the answer is no, then you're on one side, and if the answer is yes, then you're on the other side. It's not like, when I engage with, like, alt-right people, like, there's some sort of, like, audience benefit in consuming the discourse. You know what I mean? mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, It's kind of just like, you either, you either have, I, I don't think people really change their mind on that topic, nor do I think it's a super productive thing to even talk about. To, to change, other than like what i'm
1: to change their mind on the topic would be to acknowledge that they're horrible people and that's a really difficult thing to do i don't think it's impossible i think that there are people who can recover from it if they haven't like gone and molested children um
0: i think i think there exists people who are uh attracted to like lowly content who aren't pedophiles like there are people who say like they're just drawings I would, i'm not attracted to real children i'm sure that those people are real Mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but there's such like strong like it's it's not even like the inherent like i, I mean it is inherent. there's just such strong like there's obviously going to be just such strong cultural overlap between lolicon and pedophilia so much so that i'm comfortable referring to lolicons as pedophiles generally speaking mm-hmm. I, I don't give a shit about the exceptions you know what yeah. i mean i mean they're obviously something we need to acknowledge but generally speak it's like like, I'm sure there are good people in, like, Nazi circles, too, who aren't Nazis. They're, oh, I'm not a Nazi. I just love talking to these people. I just engage with them for fun. You know, it's like, what, like, whatever. I'm sure there's good people there. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't change my feelings about the demographic as a whole and the demographic, yeah. generally speaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, whatever. Yeah. If, you, if you are listening and you're deep down inside, you fucking like Dragon Maid, and you don't want to molest children, uh, cool. Whatever. I don't give a shit. But like, mo- like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people who would defend that shit are gross perverts, in my opinion. They're either gross perverts or people who are painfully oblivious to the uh, intentions behind the work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I see. There's we've. This is our anime episode, and we're two hours and five minutes in, and there's still so much that I want to say. And stuff from pre to stuff that we've already talked about that I want to elaborate on further
0: do you want um do you want to just like quickly like say like give out your, like get your final thoughts out of there out there and then we can elaborate and talk about this more uh, another time
1: yeah um okay fuck the rising of the shield hero that was like a moderately to very popular anime, and I watched it. And it is just fucking incel, meninist propaganda. It is, and it is so bad. What the bad. fuck is In,
0: meninist? What does meninist mean?
1: People were like during that anti-feminist phase on the internet. People were calling themselves meninists.
0: Oh my god, that's that's pathetic. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it is, but um, but part I don't, of I don't the even want to stoop shield to hero, the low
0: and say that word.
1: Part of the rising of the shield hero is it starts where this like spoiled princess accuses this guy of rape for no reason just for like fun which is isn't a thing like that that's not i mean sh- i i'm sure that there's this like tiny tiny number of people I'm sure
0: I'm sure one person has done it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's happened.
1: I'm I, I I'm actually fairly confident in those cases deserve to be acknowledged. Um yeah. But it's not as widespread. If that's what you have to
0: say, if it. If if that's what you have to say to the world, you know what I mean. Yeah. If that's your big message to society, is that women shouldn't just make up rape allegations. If that's your big message, that's a about the reddest of red flags.
1: Yeah, but okay. I need to. I need to keep going with this. And okay, then, sorry. And then, so th- this character is like socially ostracized, and they're like, oh. Shield guy, he's he's a rapist. We all hate him now. And you know what his response is to that Demi Gloom? What? He goes out, he goes out and buys a child slave.
0: <laughs> what?
1: He goes out and buys a child because he can't find anyone to be in his adventure party with him. He goes out and buys a child slave, which he proceeds to physically abuse and force into fighting with him. Um and then Typical isekai uh, logic. She goes from being a little oh, girl, an and then all of a sudden she levels up, and now she's a woman and has giant tits, um, and is in love with him. Yeah, and of course. She now becomes <laughs> this main waifu, and there's there's moments where they're like, "You you you own a a, a slave." You she has on shackles and a metal collar and she's like no I like being his slave I want to keep these shackles and this collar on and it is just so vile and then there's this this whole revenge fantasy against the woman who falsely accused him of rape for fun where he has her like publicly hum- humiliated and changes her name to bitch and did, really... did somebody
0: on R9K write this like what the fuck <laughs>
1: it and it's it it all really just feels like that whole revenge th- sequence feels like it's just an excuse to to have this thing about fucking torturing and publicly humiliating a woman like that's what yeah. That's what they course. really like. That's what they really they wanted to Well, because they they feel they that just, way about
0: women in general and yeah. they want like a woman to be like this illust- this illustration of like toxic femininity in society. Except
1: except the woman who wants to have her shackles and collar on. That's the good one. That's the waifu. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the good woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it is so fucking disgusting and I at one point had a friend talk about it and say that they liked it. And I was just oh my god. so fucking shell shocked. Because I was like, Holy shit, how how have we gotten to the point where this person who isn't even like a foaming at the mouth misogynist incel says that they enjoyed this? And h- how have we gotten uh, to the I point? Do I know this person? Yes. I'm not gonna- Oh wait, gonna wait, tell wait you
0: can I... Oh my god. Did they did they go to our school? Yes. Oh my god. Um were they were they in film club? Can we play 20 70, 20 questions?
1: Stop. Stop. Okay. Um
0: Was it the person who Stop. Was it that person? Stop. Yeah, it was that person? Stop. All right. Go on.
1: Um And this is this is a person who I really I I still don't think is a bad person. I think he's actually a a really a really good person. But I was just like, holy shit, how have we gotten- how did we get here? And the days go by! And it just- it fucking- like, how- how have we fallen so far as an- as the anime fandom? <laughs> I- I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, and it's so normal. People can just say, oh, I love Rising of the Shield Hero, and no one bats an eye. <laughs> it frustrates me so much. Um, that was one of the main, the main things that I wanted to get out. How much I hate Rising of the Shield hero and everyone, well, I don't hate the people who promote it because obviously I think this one person is actually pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I... Does
0: this have anything artistically redeeming about it outside of no this weird, like, misogynist it doesn't. fantasy?
1: It doesn't. Nothing. It is just in isekai. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's all I've never seen an Isekai that wasn't like overtly misogynistic.
1: There's there's With, the m- hack. I mean, series. maybe ReZero.
0: Is ReZero misogynistic? I don't remember.
1: It is it is a little bit. It's like but misogynistic not in such a an overt, disgusting it just, way. It just
0: prov- it just presents women in a very like
1: Provocative like,
0: It enforce it enforces a very like traditional understanding of like the female role in Yeah society and human interaction yeah which i don't think which i mean like i think most media to be quite honest is guilty of that so it's it's not like rezero is like uniquely misogynistic at least to my memory yeah it's been like two years though so i could be incredibly wrong
1: yeah it's you're you're right about that um and that that's another thing um that i i feel kind of differentiates Miyazaki's work because we have these these shows that have female empowerment or we think we think it does and one of the the kind of this is an anime but um one of the kind of classic examples is Buffy the Vampire Slayer where we have this badass all of these badass women that are going around kicking people's asses um but when you actually think about it a little bit harder it is a very a very fetishized view of women same thing uh with kill bill it's it's women can be cutthroat and badass when and how i want them to and it turns out the creator of buffy the vampire slayer is a terrible horrible person um i i i i'm not remembering completely but there were some pretty bad abuse allegations. Um, and But Hayao Miyazaki's work as a contrast is really seeing them as people. We don't have the Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of performative badassery that in, we can say, oh, she's a badass, so it can't be misogynistic. But um, Hayao Miyazaki's work isn't like that. It is these real, human, ex- extremely... Complex female characters,
0: yeah, and there there it, there are badass women
1: mm-hmm. in the yes. movies,
0: but like it's but it's not it's it's clearly not like performative or snobby, yeah, snotty,
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's something that is kind of chronic in anime. Like, uh, for example, there's there's more issues with Attack on Titan, um, but Mikasa from Attack on Titan, I absolutely hate Mikasa's character because she she goes around and she's like this superhuman total badass and this super soldier and she's so cool but at the same time all she thinks about is this male character and she just completely revolves around him and it's just that's a pretty egregious example in my eyes like she everything about her is made to be bounced off of Eren's character and i i hate it i hate it so much and then everyone will act like attack on titan is all female empowerment which it is on certain levels but uh but it just has these egregious examples
0: huh i've never watched or read attack on titan
1: don't don't yeah i mean watch or read attack on titan it's
0: all the people uh, who I trust when it comes to anime all say that it's not great.
1: Yeah. Um I mean I was really into it for quite a long time, but um that's because for a long time I saw it as like a really meaningful allegory about um <coughs> about genocide <coughs> and about the Holocaust. And um then in the latter part of it it just took a, a left turn and just went down this road where all of a sudden we are justifying genocide and we are trying desperately to get our viewers to sympathize with people perpetrating genocide and people doing these terrible things, which I think I think that it's it's true that not everyone in in uh Hitler's nazi army i don't think that they were all just irredeemable psychopaths like obviously there are just people who are roped into that but i don't think that it's beneficial in most instances to start sympathizing with people who are perpetrating genocide there's i think i think
0: sympathizing i think sympathizing with people who are perpetrating genocide no but i think presenting like illustrating just how like otherwise uh human people can get roped up into Un, like unambiguous, like, I keep saying unambiguously evil. How nor- seemingly normal people who are seemingly moral and redeeming in many ways can get roped into committing atrocities I think is a very important thing to instill into people, but I don't know how Attack on Titan handled it.
1: I, I completely, so I completely agree that. with that, and actually that's something that I love talking about with my favorite movie The Wind Rises, um, one of Hayao Miyazaki's, well, it was his most recent movie. Um uh which is about a man who a real person who designed fighter fighter planes for Japan in World War II. Obviously, Japan was a terrible imperialistic force committing unspeakable atrocities all across Asia. Um, but it shows this uh a piece of this well oiled Japan japan military machine um that is very human and it's he's really just a man living his life and um and experiencing tragedy completely separate from war uh and i i see so much value in that but in the way that attack on titan does it it has us it doesn't have us sympathizing with this guy who's almost unknowingly being roped into these atrocities it's getting you to sympathize with the person who is perpetrating the atrocities it's getting you to sympathize with the hitlers and yeah. that is just fucking like there is no it, it's there's no utilitarian part about it it's uh it's just it there's no there's nothing good about it there's nothing redeeming about it and well, I, I guess the it.
0: question the question is is it um is it presenting their actual actions in a positive light
1: uh see it's 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 complicated it's it's not exactly it's it's trying to get you to see how fucked up it is what this character is doing, but then you'll turn around and you'll look at fans, and like fifty to seventy five percent of the fans all sympathize with this character. Because we've known him for four seasons. Obviously. We watched him grow up. Of course you're going to be inclined to sympathize with him at first. Um, and people, people justifying the fact that he's going around indiscriminately, almost indiscriminately, killing people. Um, and crushing children with rocks and shit. And it's just like, oh my god. It's, the, the point is right in front of their faces and still they, they managed to miss it uh and it's also see I think that that is really bad and that was just even if even if the creator wasn't intending to have that effect it was just an awful mistake but setting that aside even it ends up in the the later parts of it ends up paralleling the the Holocaust and paralleling Jews in a way that is just really really offensive and unhelpful and just why the fuck are we doing this um yeah, yeah. Atta- i i found a lot of meaning in attack on titan for its representation of the horror of war and just how terrible war is but it just fucking went off the rails and it makes me so sad <laughs> and people people it's getting people to sympathize with these ideas and it just ugh, god
0: yeah, it sounds I mean from what you're describing it sounds pretty bad.
1: It's it's really it makes me so unhappy. <laughs> um yeah, it ugh. and there's there's so many of these issues in anime. And for me, I continue consuming stuff because when I find something that's good, it's really really good. And it's just so so inspiring and brings me so much joy but there's so much bad and i don't blame you for not for not wanting to watch anime because they're really there's so much bad yeah and and i I, I just have a very
0: difficult time like stomaching the bad stuff like i don't want to have to roll the dice and wonder if there's gonna be if like i'm gonna see a fucking child get raped in an erotically like presented manner Like I don't want to have to take that risk when watching something, and I know when I watch a fucking uh, American cartoon, or a cartoon that's anything that's not anime, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Not to say that there isn't horrific sexualization of children in American media, because I could go on all day about that, but it's more consistently apparent and present in anime. Yeah. Especially popular anime.
1: Yeah. man i'm gonna go watch one piece
0: <laughs> all right where can our listeners find make a fucking youtube channel you okay. dumb idiot
1: okay you,
0: you make that you, you say okay in that same exact voice every single time but you don't do it
1: i I'm, do it uh, okay I, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it um but for now find me on twitter twitter that i barely log into or you could even find me on Tumblr if you wanted to see me post about cringe fandom stuff. And uh anime and One Piece mostly.
0: Uh I've been considering getting on Tumblr. My my Twitter is like tanked lately. Like nobody fucking engages with me on there anymore. I took like a month long break and came back to zero fans, so might people, might hit the reset button, try a better platform.
1: Yeah. People, I mean, unless you post about fandom stuff. You probably aren't gonna get much engagement on Tumblr. There's that, like, I have no fucking idea how people do it, where people shit post with no tags and somehow get a wildly popular Tumblr post. It's because they have an existing following, but, uh, yeah, it's Tumblr's weird. I should make an Instagram. Lonnie's Ferris Instagram too.
0: Yeah, you should. Um, and where can they find, find you? Me, you could find me, man this is where i want people to find me like this is like this this podcast and the issue crew podcast which i host with my good pals uh is is, (laughs) it's another it's a topic-based podcast where i talk to people who aren't unhinged leftists like you and i and it's uh actually i don't know i've been kind of debating in my head whether i think the issue crew or middle school gsa is a more quality product i definitely love middle school gsa um, much more than anything else that I do, but the Issue Crew is a uh, really good podcast. And I think more people should listen to it. Uh, look up the Issue Crew on any podcast platform or YouTube, and uh, yeah, it's it's great because it's great because I get I get really angry on the Issue Crew, and you'll like me when I'm angry. Everybody says that I'm like way more entertaining when I get really pissed. It's not fun for me, but it's fun for the viewers. So just look up <laughs> the Issue Crew. Otherwise, I'm technically on Twitter, Instagram, and. Uh, twitter and instagram and also i have a youtube channel called demi gloom just look that up i i rarely post anything on there anymore i i make political video essays that's the goal but like like funny like funny political video essays but yeah uh i've been demi Gloom,
1: and i've been the one who's first